three, two, one. If I am a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I have with me the black one of the black belts in the broadcasting industry. He's my mentor. He's my friend, Noel Zarate. Sir, thank you so much for being here. I, I appreciate it. Magkukwentuhan ng po kami. So, as always, alam niyo naman sa podcast ko, sagi kami nagkukwentuhan. So, for anybody or for or anyone who doesn't know who Noel Zarate is, sir, what is your... He's from the broadcasting industry and I, ako personally, I want to know your story, your story, like history, like where you started, okay? So, sampo kayo sure. na start. Go, go, go. Well, no, actually, you know, thank you for having me. Unang una, you know, it, we're trying our best to stay home. And then if you're, I, I'm very happy with what you're doing right now. I, I, this, is, this is something you should have been doing a long time ago. Oh, and yeah. if, uh, if you get a lot of followers, Tito, at least I'm part of your history. Yes, <laughs> definitely, no, actually, definitely. Yeah. Well, you were you were my student. We have a broadcasting yes. a, a, a broadcasting workshop called the Newbies Broadcasting Academy, and then yes, um, actually, um, if not very many people know that I was supposed to work with you also before when they were looking for a boxing analyst. Yes. Hindi lang natuloy tuloy. Yep. And uh, finally, we we got to meet, and then uh, yes. now we're doing this, too. Right? So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm all yours. Whatever you want, right now. Okay. Like from from the anatay, like as far as you can remember and you can recall, like your intro to the broadcasting industry. Well, as I said in the workshop, I actually started broadcasting since I was eight years old. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the first time I actually watched the PBA game. So yes. I used to turn down the volume of the TV. Uh, the the broadcasters, of course, were Tito Dick El Defonso and the late Emmy Arcelia. So uh, what I would do is I would turn down the volume, I would do my own play-by-play. Mm-hmm. And then my dad sort of saw that, uy, mukhang papasok yata sa broadcasting one day. I mm-hmm. actually got to watch my first PBA game, got to meet uh, Dick Defonso and Emi Arcelia. Uh, that stuck to me as an eight-year-old that uh, I can do this. But of course, as all eight-year-olds go naman, you want to be a player muna. Ako gusto mm-hmm. maglaro ng basketball. Muna, yes. I thought I could be a basketball player. And then somewhere along the way, uh, nalaman ko na, would you believe, and I told this in the podcast of your batchmate, uh, J.P. Ruiz, you know, mm-hmm. uh, every time I tried out for a basketball team before, I was actually quite skilled as a shooter, uh, as a, a basketball player, but believe it or not, I usually got cut because I was so scared. They would bump me, I would fall to the ground because I was so scared. I was 5'8", 126 pounds. Mm. So yeah, I, was, I was just, I, I just kept on, uh, I never quite made it as a basketball player because I was too thin. Now, Hundred mm-hmm. pounds later, I still didn't make a basketball team. Pero <laughs> you know, I wound up, I wound up broadcasting, which is uh, probably the second best thing. So uh, actually, mahaba yung biyahe niya. Eh. I, I, mm. uh, I'm sure you found, you know already. I was actually a musician first. Yes. Before I became a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. So that was my entry point to college. I had to uh, get into college uh, via the UP College of Music, which is like uh, three meters away from the UP from the UP College of Mass Communication. Mm. So I, my intent was when nasa music ako, I would shift to, to Mascom uh, after my second year. And uh, obviously that never happened because I became a musician for a long, long time. And then mm. eventually in the 90s, uh, I met a man by the name of Bill Velasco and that completely changed mm. the course of my life. Yes. And then from there, like the early years of the early years into the industry, like, like the early years into the industry, like how you, you were the new kid on the block. People won't really take you seriously. I mean, this, this is a new kid. What does he know? So how, how was the process of building rapport? 
how was the process of letting people know that hey i i can do this i can actually do this and who helped well, you along the way first it was bill i mean i credit my entire career to to a very good friend bill velasco is a lifelong friend i call him one of my brothers already see bill actually took a chance on me we met in a in a workshop in a seminar before why don't you try it out so i did it and i was terrible i was really terrible i started out as a courtside reporter i was talking too fast uh, I didn't know what I was saying. I wasn't really, I didn't know how to listen. Because although you're a basketball player, you're not really, uh, you're not really uh, used to listening to certain plays. But in the report, so I was really terrible when I started. But then I uh, kept on going, kept on going, and I worked my way up from courtside to becoming a panelist. Actually, mga panelist we were in the PBL. This was 1994, uh, the Philippine Basketball League. Commissioner was Charlie Fabis. Yeah. Uh, so. The panel known was Bill Velasco was in the panel. Noli was also there. Danny Francisco, I don't remember Danny Francisco, six foot seven, six foot eight guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but coming panel, coming original panel done. And then uh, eventually, um, I did that for a while. But then I had to put up a recording studio. I was mm-hmm. still in the music industry actually. Yeah. So sabi ko iba part time ko lang to. But I got so busy with the recording industry. Na sabi ko, tapikumuna yan. Uh, and then in 1997. Um, funny story, Ian. In 1997, we were having celebrating the anniversary of our studio, and then there was the replay of the NBA Finals was on. This is the Utah uh-huh. Jazz versus uh, no, the Chicago Bulls in 1997. Mm-hmm. You know? So what we did is I did the same thing when I was eight years old. We new volume on TV, and then I did my own play-by-play. Yeah, I was also lasing. So we were all doing all sorts of drunkard things mm-hmm. there, and it just so happens that one of the guests in our party was one of the producers of Vintage Enterprises, which was the uh, outfit oh. that uh, handled the PBA before. PBA. So she, yeah, she placed a call during the party. She said, hey, you know what? You got it. Call somebody the opposite. You got to check this guy out. We, we have a, we have a, a Sirapulu here who might actually be good mm. enough to work for us. So a few days later, I don't know if you're really young, but the chat that is called the internet chat or the IRC chat. Internet I know, chat. Uh, MIRC. Uh, MIRC. MIRC. Merck. You know, Merck. We had Merck uh, also. So I was, I was chatting away. You know, uh, and, group on the door, and then all of a sudden this private message comes out. You know, it's from a guy by the name of Comet. Okay. And then he said, are you Noel Zarate? Now, yeah. You know, I've heard a lot of things about you. Blah, blah, blah. After about uh, five minutes, I, I asked, excuse me, I, wh- what's your name? Who are you? And said, oh, I'm sorry, my name is Butch Maniego. Okay. So Butch Maniego at the time was the executive producer of the radio broadcast of the PBA. Mm-hmm. He was also a panelist, diba? So why don't you come over to the office and then we'll give you an audition. So ako naman, I'm, I was a musician. Mm-hmm. I was a musician. I had this beard, long hair, kulit-kulit <laughs> ng maong. I mean, I was really in the music industry, di ba? So I go over to their office in Carlos Palanca building in, in oh, Makati. Makati. Uh, yeah, and then, wala. Naka, as in, mukha akong rocker. Nung dumating ako, I had a fatigue jacket on, kulit-kulit na maong, uh, maong, nakikita uh, na yung, yung tuhod ko, yung mga ganun tipo. Mm-hmm. And there were about 50 people there. They were auditioning also. So I said, okay. So it's going to be an audition pala. Kala ko mag-uusap-usap. So finally my turn came, went in front of a TV, which we did an off-tube, an yeah. off-tube uh, game. Uh, so I did one quarter, then okay, okay. Then sabi ko, they'll, they'll, they said they'll call us. Or they called mm-hmm. me pala. So two weeks went by. I didn't think about it talaga. And then, then another call came in. And then Butch said, why don't you come over again? We want you to do another audition. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, mag-beast ka naman ng konti. <laughs> so, ito, the best na beast ko doon, naka-polo ko, hindi na po nito maong ko, di ba? Pero okay. mahaba pa rin buhok ko. So, I still, I went there, then I, I did the audition pa rin, and then, um, then I went home. So, mm-hmm. um, wala. I mean, it's uh, something I really didn't put my mind on. Mm-hmm. And then, a few days later, one of the executives called me already. Uh, her name is uh, Olive Villafuerte. Um, mm-hmm. Said, why don't you come over to the office? Mag-beast ka naman. I heard the mag-beast ka naman. So, I really put on like a, excuse me, like a necktie yeah. and everything like that. Then I went into this room. There are five people in the room. Um, I, I just heard a, a booming voice say, oh my goodness, he looks like a goddamn wrestler. Somebody like that in an Indian tone, diba? I recognized the voice immediately. That was Ronnie Nathaniels ah, in the room. Okay. So, Ronnie Nathaniels, he looks like a goddamn wrestler. Mm-hmm. Long hair, diba? Then, in pala, the room was uh, Ron Nathaniels, Oliver Lafuerte, uh, Bobong Velez, Ricky Velez, and Bobong Puchmanyeto. Velez. They were all yeah. in the room. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bobong Velez was the boss. I thought this was going to be like an interview thing. So, and then they just told me when I was in the room, Sabi, oh, congratulations, you made it. Uh, can you work on Wednesday? So, mm-hmm. I, I in there was an audition for a radio panel slot. There was only one slot to PBA radio at the time. This was 1997. Mm-hmm. There was one slot available. There's 50 of us who auditioned. And out of nowhere, I got the slot for that mm-hmm. one. So when I got there, I go, oh, okay, it's my first ever PBA game na hindi ako upo dun sa malayo. right in front. And then I was in my necktie and everything like that, you know. Then I was working with a man by the name of Mon Liboro. I've heard of Mon Liboro already. He's a veteran broadcaster. Because this should be exciting. First game, I totally sucked. <laughs> As in third quarter, I wasn't getting anything right. My timing was off. Uh-huh. I, I kept on the bubulula naman ako and everything like that. But then, uh, as you said, yeah, the rookie in the industry, the older guys helped me out to get better. At mm-hmm. the time, it was Monliboro, the mga seniors, Randy Sakdalan, Rado Di Malibot. These are the guys in radio. They helped me to become better too because I wasn't really good with Tagalog, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Even if I got to UP, I grew up speaking English first. Okay, interview, English. I grew up speaking English first. Mm-hmm. And I learned Tagalog when I was grade four. And I learned conversational Tagalog in college. Mm-hmm. In short, I was, ano, I mean, my, my Tagalog was really terrible. So that's something I really had to catch up on. And then my voice, I mean, you have a fantastic voice right now. Your, your speaking voice is Tarakasinda. I mean, my voice was higher than King. But my voice when I started, brother, was higher than Kenito Henson's voice. Mm-hmm. I was a tenor. I was singing the jingles that we were doing in okay. a high voice. So I was like a tenor. So they just told me, work on that, lose the hair. I'm lose the hair. Lose the hair? You have no idea how long it took me to grow this, you know? But a few months later, I actually did have a haircut. Na, and then I lost the beard and, and everything like that. So uh, I actually have a picture. I can send it to you. Me working mm-hmm. with the long hair. But I don't have a We have a pang cover uh, photo. <laughs> I'll give it to you. I'll give it to yeah. you. Uh, yeah, they, 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 helped me, uh, they helped me get better. And uh, to the point that I the music and uh, broadcasting. I didn't have to give up one for the other. And that uh, from 1997 to 2010, that's 17 years I It took a lot of hardships to stay in the industry. I said, number one, uh, number two, my voice needed a lot of work. But because I kept on studying and I kept on um, becoming better in terms of what the game, uh, what the game had, mm-hmm. I stayed 
and I found a way to stay until this time. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, this has been uh, this has been a recurring theme, and I want to keep that formula within the episodes or the future podcast episodes I'll be doing because this is something that I want to provide people with in terms of of value information that that people who made it, people who made it or who are making it in the industries that they're in, they put in a lot of hard work. They put in oh, yeah. a lot of hard work. They they had to admit first that they didn't know anything. And then they put in the work and then they had mentors. They had people who helped them along the way. Because yeah. um, personally, is like my personal view is we're living in a world of instant gratification that people are already forgetting about the process. They're already oh, thinking. There's a process. <laughs> it's, there it's, is really a process. There is a process. These these are the things that people are avoiding. These are the conversations that people are not having. They they only think na, uh, that everything is curated. You post something and it, it has to blow up immediately. And in the in terms of broadcasting or or visual and audio communication, people think that that it's easy. Or people think that they can do it, we're, We live in that culture, na parang yeah, yeah, kaya kung gawin yan, But when it's actually time to actually, do it, kaya naman. Mm. Franco, you you can do it. You can do it right now. You can work. You can work mm. in this industry right now because mm. what you did is you invested in yourself. You you mm. went to a workshop where you got all the basics, not only from me mm. but from eight other people yes. that, mm. that were in the industry. They gave you all the basics that you need now. Now you have to just develop it. And you have a very, very good, uh, good situation working for you because MMA is a very small market mm. in the Philippines. And you're with the right people also. I mean, there is a process. That is true. Yes. No? I mean, I almost got fired so many times. I got suspended so many times. I was uh, replaced so many times because they didn't like me. Sometimes that still happens. I'm going up against somebody I know I can beat, but they choose the guy mm. over me. Why? Because he's more interested. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are things that are that are like that up to now. You just have to lick your chops and just continue doing it. I mean, this this process really takes a long time to develop. That's mm-hmm. why 2001, you're actually the product of an idea that started in 2001. Uh, mm-hmm. When Silamon Liboro, um, Benji Santiago, and the late Mari Pascua and I got together, we decided to form a group and say, hey, let's teach these guys what sports casting really is. Mm-hmm. All of the basics that we learned from trial and error. Let's give it to these people and uh, in, in, a, in a classroom environment, in a safe environment. So that happened in 2001, our very, very first workshop, which was fucking 19 years ago already. <laughs> oh my God, diba? But look at the products ago, he produced, diba? Dami. Now there are really, there, there, there are there so are many really good ones, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in, in that first batch alone, we got Boyet Season, we got Mark Zambrano, we got DJ Susie out of mm-hmm. that. I mean, that's three already from that batch. Now. And some, some other guys became pretty popular in their different fields. Yung mga iba naging DJ, mga iba naging producer. Yeah, but from that alone, we might have stumbled on something good. And then fast forward to uh, 2019, during your batch, you're actually the last batch that we had before. Um, we were supposed to have a fourth batch mm-hmm. until the, uh, the pandemic. COVID yeah, until COVID happened, right? Um, we've graduated about a thousand already of you, almost a thousand. Let me see. More than 600 of you already graduated mm-hmm. from this. End. And about a hundred of you are probably working in the industry already in some way or another. Mm-hmm. So we've opened doors, but I, I can't take credit for it because the guys who are in the industry actually took the process, worked very hard to get there, and now they're there. 
Diba? Exactly. Yun yung, that's the point I want to drive in. It's like people want to do certain things, but they, they just want, I mean, you could actually do it, pero for example, my processing was I wanted to be, I wanted to be a medium of communication for people who didn't know what this industry is. Like combat sports in general, from boxing, Muay Thai, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, yan, MMA. There are so many things that, that there are so many stories that can be told or have to be told, pero walay. And, and the current crop of people that are doing it, um, it's either they have no idea what's going on. I mean, to be honest, uh, they have no idea what's going on. They don't know what terms to use. They, they, I think it's the lack of connection between the medium and the source. So they couldn't convey right, the right, message. Right. They couldn't tell the story. They couldn't convey yeah. the message. So for me, it was like, okay, if, so, if no one's going to do it, I will. Parang ganun na lang yung storyline kasi sarili ko na. Kasi if good. not... Yeah, but that's good. Diba? Kasi if not, this is, this is something that Filipinos can excel, pero walang nagsasabi ng kwento nila. So, and how, I, uh, how I got into NBA, I, did, I do a lot of off-tubing for combat sports events. So, for example, the live feed it was crappy analyst and ano work. So, and majority of them, by my standards, parang I couldn't keep up with the pace. I couldn't keep up with the... The, I wanted to compress information na minsan umaabot akong bill and then I wasn't really <laughs> diba? you have to compress right, right. that and then so I was like no no I, I wanted to do something like this because it's in the service of the industry or the community that I'm in but I'm not I'm doing a bad job at it super bad at this and then one of the guys at TV5 said um eto sabi may, may workshop na ganyan kung gusto mo lang Kung, kung gusto mo lang. Kasi kung gusto mong, if we're gonna do this, if you're gonna keep doing this, uh, ito, good training yan. Then I saw it, and then, uh, it was, it was, I, I actually enrolled, parang, ano na eh, parang malapit na halos sa, hindi, maaga ako nag-enroll, pero like, my decision making was like, do I really know? Buti umabot ka. Oh, they go like, <laughs> de, wala na, wala, game na to, tatlong araw lang naman. I'm telling yeah. you, so we're like, like the three grueling days of my life, pero it was one of the <laughs> best three days of my life because I didn't know anything. I had to, I had to come in there with veteran. I, I didn't know that the people I was with were some of them were veteran broadcasters already, and and iba from different industries. And I go like, there was a moment there I go like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Tapos nagtanong, oh, yeah, nagtanong si... Hey, what the fuck are you doing here? Look <laughs> what happened after. Tapos nagtanong ka, sino, para combat sports, ako lang yung nagtaas ng kamay. <laughs> Parang ako, holy shit. <laughs> it, was, it was a good, it was a good, it was a very fruitful experience. I actually, but, I actually had a, a, an opportunity to do a, yeah, no, I actually had an opportunity to do a, a combat sports uh, broadcast before for the URCC. Oh. Uh, we were in Pampanga, diba? Yeah. Um, then, I, to be honest with you, you know, I admire, I admire the people in, uh, I admire the people who are doing the uh, the uh, MMA. But it's, I, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not a fan really of mm-hmm. MMA. I don't I'd like to go wake up at four in the morning and, and wait for the UFC event to happen. 
I mean, I'll watch it. Ako I'll watch rin, the highlights. Pero, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not that, uh, na, I don't even know all of the, the new fighters right now. I'm mm-hmm. naalala ko lang. Brock Lesnar na lang naabutang ko lang before. And then, we had to do a, a coverage. So, I had to watch some film and I had to really request for an analyst. That you don't give me a boxing analyst. I want an MMA analyst. So, who did you have in mind? I, I know this person. He was my student once. His name is Del Bacho. Si Del. If you oh, can get yeah. Del Bacho to work with me, I will be very comfortable. So, Solar Sports, which was doing uh, that the, the URCC at the time, reached out. They were able to get Del. And mm-hmm. then we did a simultaneous broadcast with GMA7, uh-huh. which was Mark Zambrano and, and uh, Mike Ochoza yeah. doing it uh, the Silemaka partner. And then since I had Del who knew so much about MMA, all I had to do was set him up. And yeah. everybody thought I was so good at doing that. Galing mo pala mag-MMA, ah? Yeah, I'm good. Because I just set this guy up. Diba? I mean, I let him work. But at the same time, of course, I did my homework pa mm-hmm. So that when it comes to nung I mean, I was still able to keep up with it. But again, it's very hard. The industry you're in, it's like the, the people who want to be MMA broadcasters, you need to do a lot more studying than yeah. us doing boxing. Ang dami talaga. I mean, it's not just the terms. It's how to get from one move to another seamlessly. Yep. Yung mga ganun. And then, nasa ilalim, kala mo, nasa ilalim na, spin down na. Hindi. He actually wants to be in that position. Yep. Oh, really now? Yeah. Because that's where that's what he wants. He wants the ground and pound. Nandun sila sa ilalim. Watch it. I'll count to 10. He's gonna flip this way out of there. And he's gonna get this guy into a submission hold. Okay. I want to see. And then it happened. Nakangang ako. And then it happened. Diba? I mean, you guys, you're, you're an amazing group. I mean, MMA, much respect to you guys talaga. Ibang klase. Diba? Kasi even in, even in, uh, what do you call this? Even in boxing or kickboxing tournaments, when I read, when I listen to the commentary, masyadong, masyadong generic. Masyadong generic and I go like, yeah. hmm, parang hindi rin nila alam kung ano yung So I'm like, okay. Yeah. So this, in a way, kind of pushed me uh, to to do that initiative, and then doing the NBA was one of the, you know, one of the best three days of my life. Because it was hard, but it was very very fulfilling in the sense that I acquired the skill set that that polished what I already have. Oh, you know, but I put, diba, you're gonna get there soon. Diba, Don't worry about put, it. It put things into perspective, and it was a it was a it was a very humbling experience, a good ego check, and then. It, it led to so many other things. It led, it led, it, it led me to becoming, I teach class every day. It, be, it made me a better teacher. I do seminars. Like, it made me, it made me do seminars a better way. Or in a better format. Because now, I, had, I know how to structure information in such a way wherein there is flow. That is... I mean, admittedly, when I conduct class before, it's free-flowing. I'll just talk again. Ngayon, nagkaroon siya ng structure. It became better. So now, kaya pag tinatanong ako, can you do a seminar of 100 people? Easiest thing in the world now. <laughs> I'm telling diba? you. Your, your investment, actually, you're making your money back now diba? because uh, of the investment that you made on yourself. Mm, diba? So it's easy now. Easy. Now, going back to... Now, we're talking about broadcasting and... Broadcasting for for people is a very complex process. There are so many factors, there are so many parts that are being put together. What I want you to, what I want you sir to to tell the story is what happens behind the scenes, like because these these are the things that people don't really know. They just see what's on the screen, 
They don't yeah. know that there's a floor director, there's a producer, there are people communicating. There's there's actually someone talking on the mic and there's someone talking in his ear. Parang and in as much as you can, in as much as you can share, diba? like 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 a glimpse of of what happens behind the scenes to provide audience what they see on the tube or on their phones or on the TV. So get get to get to. Sometimes because I'm I'm I do the PBA. Uh, I'm one of the broadcasters of the PBA. I'm one of the radio broadcasters, one of the senior radio broadcasters, so PBA. So let's say that the first game double header PBA, mm-hmm. right? First game is usually around 4:15, 4:30. Um, so our call time is usually two hours before, minimum two mm-hmm. hours before. So I try to get there at around 2 2:30 uh, just to be able to acclimatize. That's the yeah. first thing. That we do so you just don't walk into the venue sit down and then do it again no when you go into araneta araneta before game is hot yeah three o'clock mm-hmm. that's why when you arrive there at 2 30 um we have a, a courtside reporter her name is selena dagdag uh she arrives there at around 2 15 because the players sort of uh, sort of arrive at that time also she mm-hmm. has a little chair outside of the production room, doon na siya nag-aabang kasi mainit doon sa loob. Yeah. So kahit na paano, may presko pa rin papasok sa Araneta mm. when you're in the outside part. Araneta is hot. So when you arrive there, you have to acclimatize muna. So you're acclimatizing to a hot place muna. Mm-hmm. So you're there already, naka-ikot-ikot naka, ka na, naka okay, now you're physically here. You're you're not physically there and then your soul is in EDSA. Kasi mm-hmm. nangyayari ganun. When you're late, yep. that's what happens. Yes. Kanyari, I arrived there at 4 o'clock, the game's at 4.30. I mean, I'm there at 4.30 doing the game, but my soul is just in in, in Araneta Avenue pa lang, or in mm. Exa, papasok pa lang ng ano. That's why you have to acclimatize first. That's the first thing that happens to us. When we get there, sometimes naunahan namin yung mga game scripts namin. There are game scripts that are provided for all of the talents. The, the, the writers, the researchers, they do a fantastic job with that. So we get our game scripts, and then we go through it. One thing that I do, uh, then uh, I don't know if the others do it, but I'm sure they do also. One thing that I do is if I know the game is it's, uh, it's gonna be a uh, Northport versus Phoenix game on first game and it's gonna be Ginebra versus San Miguel in the second game. Mm. I did my research the night before. Uh-huh. I just want to know what the flow is based on the script. So when we get the scripts that arrives, uh, arrives at the uh, 245 mga game scripts namin. So I'm the radio guy and then Spilat and Sarmenta is working with Kinito Hanson for the first game. They're doing the, the TV game, and then James Velasquez walks in, and then uh, uh, Tony De La Cruz is there. They're doing the PBA rush game. So you have three sets of panels. I'm working with one panel. Three sets of panels there inside the production room. There are courtside, courtside reporters. All the producers are there. When you go into the production room, the aircon is on. The scripts are out. The pens are out. It's a library. Mm. It's quiet in the production room. Means as you said, magpapatawa, iingay na konti, and then we go back to asking each other questions. Now, he shot, what, 4 of 13 the last game? Ito si Terrence Romeo, are you sure? Mm. That's terrible. You know, how many minutes did he play? So we're asking each other now. Yeah. That's part of our game notes already. We're, we're, we're constructing our game notes from that, from, from the game script. So, and then at around about uh, 45 minutes before jump ball, we have something called the production meeting. Kanya, kanya na yan. You have the PBA Rush team doing their own production meeting. They're going to go through the sequence of the script. And they say, sir, this is the number one. We're going to talk about this matchup. And then we're going to talk about this. Here's the import matchup. They're going to go through that. And then, you know, TV. Kami naman sa radio will go out because we don't really do a production meeting because everything is already... We're, we have very little time to talk because we're on radio. 
All right? It's a TV. You have a video medium. You can talk all you want while the game is going on. Kami, we don't have that luxury. Mm -hmm. So when they're going to do their production meeting, what I usually do uh, is I go out and talk to the players. I'll talk to the coaches. I'll talk to the ball boys. I'll talk to the courtside reporters. Kasi mas maaga sila sa akin. Baka may nasagap sila na nasagap sila. Oh. I didn't know. I'll include all that in my notes. And then, yung bala na lang yun. Yeah, bala na lang yun. And then, upo na. National anthem, blah, blah, blah. Upo na. You do your very short intro. We usually come in two minutes before jump ball sa radyo. Yep. TV comes in around six minutes, seven minutes before jump ball. Mm -hmm. Two minutes before because we're going to start that. Because there commercials. Eh. PPA na, yeah, we'll start that. So all the commercial load, they'll be out. And then we set it up for two minutes and then jump ball na. And then for me as a radio broadcaster, there is no such thing as dead air. I mean, I don't mm. know if you heard one of my radio broadcasts already yeah, I before. I do, I do, I do. But I it's do. like... Wala. Tuloy, tuloy. You, yeah, you have to keep on talking. Yeah, because you have to describe everything because all the audience mo bulag. Diba? Mm -hmm. They can't see. There are people in traffic. There are people who are physically bulag talaga who mm -hmm. rely on the radio coverage to get their, to get their PBA uh, entertainment. Diba? Yeah. So I'm talking. Sabihin natin uh, the average game is about uh, two hours, including all of the commercials. And I'm doing two games because I'm with you. That first and second game on radio. So on the average, I'm talking about four hours straight. Mm -hmm. And uh, then after that, uh, sabihin ng producer namin, oh, here are the things that we sort of missed. Here are the things that ganun. And then, okay, the next game na lang ulit. So it's mm -hmm. basically a lot of preparation that goes into before the actual broadcast. Mm. It's the preparation that really gets the night before pa lang. Nakita mo na yung schedule. It's not that they're going to give you the schedule on the day itself. No, you know the schedule days, days ago uh -huh. already. Naupo at this time. So now you know that. You have to research the night before. Um, and then when you get there, yung notes na lang is just for, no na lang, for get, getting the sequence. And mm -hmm. then... Just getting acclimatized, getting to know each other, getting to know everybody, getting to talk to all of the players, and then here we go, game na. Mm. Ako, I love the <laughs> I love the acclimation, the acclimation part. Yung, yung you're physically in the venue, but your mind is in Edsa. Kasi yeah, that happened, that happened to me twice. I, I referee MMA events. So I go yeah. like I got stuck in traffic, and then I got there. Magsa start na siya, so nagbibihis ako, nagmamadali ako. I was like. I I really I really connected with that. Na parang sabi ko, this was in uh, Casino Filipino sa Rizal sa Meloneta. Mm -hmm. uh, normally, yeah, same same kami, same call time, two to three hours before dapat tano na kami. So I came from I came from a meeting. So akala ko okay, darating ako dito siguro mga an hour before the event. Eh, since I already have a routine, I know what to do, what to check, what to talk about. So sabi ko kaya ko to ng isang oras. Pero I still made sure na na, what do you call this? I'll be there earlier. Puta, biglang nagkaroon ng may nagbangga ang truck sa Rojas. Yeah. So I go like, That's it. That's it. <laughs> Bigla akong, Shit. So when I, yeah. when, I got, when I got to the venue, I was like, I was hurrying. I seen the last, the last thing I did was change, was change to my, my gear. Because the first thing I did was, yeah, I had to look at the fighters. I had to check the gear. I had to brief the rules. I had to go with the technical committee. I mean, I had to compress it bigla in like 30, 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah. I, was like, I, was, I was like... I mean, you, I don't know if you've ever experienced arriving game. 
That happened to me once. Once. That was the second one. That was like a worst. Yes, that was the worst. Oh, so I was like, oh man, I was like, damn. So I was like, you do those were the instances where you wanted to be on time or when we say on time you'd be like two hours before before the event pero wala it's like there are certain things that are out of your control na, na, right. na believe it or not they, yeah believe it or not that's not an excuse no, exactly, diba? Diba? exactly. it's not an excuse I mean people have actually lost their jobs because of traffic in our industry Mm. That's why we make it a point, like me personally, um, the last time I was actually arriving at a PBA game, round robin, that was the latest already, round robin, they were warm up na round robin. This was one of those Christmas games in MOA. Yeah. Can you imagine what MOA is like Super in Christmas? Super traffic, yes. Exactly. Yeah. So this is like late December, uh, malapit na mag Christmas, I left the house three and a half hours before, ano, before mm. the, the call time. Mm-hmm. Three and a half hours before the call time. It took me almost five hours to get from Antipolo to Moa. Damn. It was that bad that day. Tapos pagdating ko dun, I didn't even know where to park. Sarado na lahat ng parking. Yes. Tawag yes. na ng tawag yung producer ko. Asan ka na? Asan ka na? At dito na yung mga teams. Ganon. Oh. So what I ended up doing is I just ba- barreled down the, the VIP parking ng, ano, ng, ng Moa. And I said, if I don't do this, I will lose my job. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I, I got up there, nag warm up na. The moment I put on my headset, nag, ano na, nag, nag, uh, on air. Start TV. Nag start the TV. So I'm like, totally ganyan-ganyan. Humihingal-hingal pa ako. And then, yun, yun pala, when I got there, my partner was also late. <laughs> so that I was working, I was working with Johnny Escobar and Johnny Escobar couldn't park. Yeah. Diba? We had the same problem. So I had to start, buti lang anchor man ako, I had to start, and he came in, nag-jump bull na. Doon siya nakaupo. Doon siya nakaupo. I think that was the same game that Yang Giao arrived in the second quarter. Yeah. I think that was the same day. Yang Parang may nabasa akong article na gano'n. May nabasa akong... <laughs> yeah, galing siyang Pampangaw. That was terrible. But again, yun nga, they, they say na, do you know that Kinito Henson got suspended because he was late for Antipolo? We had a game in Antipolo. Oh. Kinito Henson relied on ways. Tapos bigla nagbago ang ways. He didn't make oh. it for the first game. Then okay. he got suspended for suspended it. This is Kenito Henson. Yes. Kenito Henson getting suspended from a PBA game. That's ridiculous. But you do have to set an example for everybody. It's not just yes. because he's a senior that if he becomes late, you know, you yep. uh, you parang okay lang. No, no. He, and he admitted it. No, I'm late. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Yes. I relied yeah. on waste too much. And never happened again. Because now Kenito's always like two and a half hours ahead of the whole Ahead. <laughs> yeah. Kahit nga nung, kahit nga nung nag-speaker siya nun sa seminar, he was early. He was already there, di ba? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Alas kasabay namin siya dumating. Because uh, tama sinabi ni Chakaraneta during your workshop, if you arrive on time, you're late. That's mm-hmm. why you arrive before the call time and then you're going to be okay now. Because uh, I mean, ano ba naman yung arrive 30 minutes before the call time? That's 30 minutes more of acclimatization that, that, you, that you could have. Of course, sometimes, wala ka magagawa. May meeting ako, pinanggalingan sa Makati. Kaya ako pumunta ka ranet. They'll probably just make it on time, probably later than on time. Like, Dominic Hui is always late for the call time because he's always coming from a meeting. But yeah. the thing is that, yung, as long as you're prepared, you know, at least that's your backup. Diba? Yeah. If you're, if you're prepared. Pero if you're there pala, doon ka palang bubuklat na notes, awala ah, na tayo. Diba? You're late na ka, magbubuklat ka pa na notes yan, baka hindi ka na ma-makeupan, patay na. Diba? Oo. Diba? Yeah. So, and that happened a lot of times. It happens to this day. 
Jack Sulit went to the wrong venue once. Oh. You know, <laughs> we were in Coneta. The game was in Coneta. Jack Sulit went to Araneta. Wow. There's one time, Jack Araneta, Jack Araneta naman was, we were in Araneta, he went to Moa. Moa. <laughs> Nagka-mix up, mix so, up. Sumakay siya ng MRT just to make it to Araneta. I actually made it like... Hindi tumitingin sa schedule. Not informed. I wasn't informed. No, I didn't check the no, schedule. No, he looked at the schedule pero namalikmatahan siya. Ah, kasi sunod-sunod. Sunod-sunod kasi. I went to Araneta. Miss Universe ang ano, Binibini-Pilipinas. Mm. Nasa Araneta is Binibini-Pilipinas. I was supposed to do a PBA. Ah, PBA sa Cuneta. Oh my gosh, di ba? I had to run all the way to Cuneta. Buti may MRT na. Diba? But you know, you, you could get fired for it. So you know, you have to be responsible. Know where you're supposed to be. But sometimes if you can't avoid it. Pinagtatawa na lang namin now, but you could lose your job because of that. That is so true. Because yeah, this everything that we're doing here is is all about storytelling. At least, ako, that's how I see it. That's 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 like the main concept behind yes. everything that I learned from you guys. It's it's the art of storytelling, and being able to convey the message to people to, who, who don't understand what's happening. That's how I approach yeah. things now. There are a lot of people that don't know what I'm doing. There are a lot of people that don't know what's happening in the world that I live in. So at least I have to make it about them. And in terms of storytelling, like how, how do you, I mean, how important is it in terms of conveying a certain message? Like for example, like, Ikaw, like what, what, what is the thought process? What is the creative process behind your style of storytelling? Well, you, you, the storytelling part is you set it up from the pregame. You know that's why it's very important. But before, I'm doing a basketball. Doing nothing boxing. Mm. I set it up from like the history of the fight. I mean, how much of these, uh, how much of these guys uh, like each other? Do they prefer? Do they do they know each other very well, diba? Right? Mm. If so, how many times did they go up against each other before? Tapos anong record dito itas? Isa. So gagawa na ang storya, ah, natalo sila nung last meeting, so may revenge. Diba? Mm-hmm. So parang teleserya, tele- diba? O natalo yeah. sila nung first meeting. This is like the uh, revenge match. This guy yeah. wants revenge and, uh, from, from, the, from the last loss. Ito naman, mm-hmm. he's the reigning champion, does not want to relinquish the crown. So yan, may conflict na. Yep. So you have to, uh, you, there has to be some kind of a conflict para magkaroon ng konting storya. And in between, now we talk about what they're fighting for. You know, man, yung, yung, ano, I think it was in your workshop where Seb shared a video of, about Juan Manuel Marquez and, and Manny Pacquiao, yung laban nila. Yeah. I mean, pinakita yung what, what they're fighting for. Yung tipong, um, I, I forget the line. It was a really great line uh, na, na sinabi doon in that script that was written by HBO. Is that, um, you know, they are fighting for people who, ano, they're fighting for people that you do not see. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Pinakita si Manny Pacquiao with the poor. Everything pinakit si Juan Manuel Marquez with his people in Mexico. Yan yeah. yung mga, that's who they're fighting for. Pero nakikita lang natin dalawang boksingero. But they're really fighting for something way bigger than just the title. They're fighting for uh, like families. Like Pacquiao, when he makes, the, when he makes um, his, uh, his pay, he'll give it to the poor General Santos at the time. Yes, yes, that's but, true. Galing. I mean, that, that, that's where we put all the stories in. And that's why I like to keep telling the audience, educate and entertain. The education part is about the fighters itself, what they're fighting for. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, with, with the proliferation of, 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 of information, there are so many sources, there are so many, Excuse me. Yeah. There, are so many there, there are so many people out there like 
putting information, di ba? And, and what, what I'm... Which is true. What, ano ba yung totoong information? Yes, exactly, di ba? Di ba? Parang, uh, like, how do, you, how do you filter it out? How, how yeah. can you, how can your story stand out from everyone else's? Diba? And, 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 and yun yung ano eh, parang that's, that's probably like establishing credibility or, or having some sort of integrity. Pero nga eh, parang it's, it's the narrative and what angle is better? Like do you attack, do you attack the event itself or ang tawag dito, the, the, the people or the participants? Kasi anong, anong well, mas priority yeah. when it comes to that one? Well, the event itself, you can get that out of the way simula. You can actually say that this is the event. And if there's a beneficiary, you can actually say what the beneficiary is. But the people really want to see is the story. Kunyari, boxing nga, yung ano, yung laban. Sabihin we're doing a, a Manny Pacquiao, Timothy Bradley 3 na laban. Mm-hmm. They want to know the, the, how it ends because Bradley won the first, Pacquiao won the second. I mean, how how does this trilogy end? Ang gusto naman yep. makita ng tao yung um, where's it going to go but at the same time, your job now as a broadcaster is to fill in what happened before. How did it lead to this moment where it's now a mega fight between these two people who like eight years ago didn't really know each other. But now, ito na, they, they, they built this kind of a legacy already. Na, umabot na, sorry, that was 2016 was their last fight. So Pacquiao Bradley 3 na, yung four years later, what's happened already there? So you build up to that moment before they enter the ring. And of course, the event is also very important. But it's more of sakin, what is the story? What is the saga? Yun yung word mm-hmm. na po kanina. What is the saga, the saga? And how is the saga going to end today? Diba? So at least these are the things that, that people will have a better understanding of when they, the next time they, they, they read an article. Diba? The next time they read a sports article. The next time they read something online uh, or next time you guys uh, post the status, at least they will dive, it's going to give them a deeper dive into how it was developed and it will give them hopefully a better appreciation of what's happening. Because, um, I mean, sporting, I, I grew up in the sports industry. I've, I've, I've done so many sports and it makes me, I have a very high appreciation of sports in general because it's, it's ability to narrate a story, it's ability to express human emotions in movement through movement and its ability to bring people together. So those are that's that's why I really I really love what happened in the MDA uh, in the newbies broadcasting academy. Now that was the broadcasting side of Noel Zarate. Ito yung ito yung ito yung ano na 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 surprise. Parang the event barker side. It's like, you oh, do wow. that as well pala. Parang sabi ko, puta siya pala yung sumisigaw ng three yeah. points. <laughs> yeah. Diba siya pala yung nag-i-introduce ng mga players. Wow. Diba? Like, Actually, and this is fun. Diba? Well, this is, and this is something that, this is something <coughs> that, and this is, and this is another field that I saw that only a few people can do. I was like, fuck, that shit's hard. Diba? That shit's hard. And doon na yan, galing sa inyo yan, yung hashtag boys bosses. Yeah, yeah. It's I actually did. a hashtag, a hashtag that I've been using for a long time. I, I really, you know, I was already a sportscaster when I, you know, when I, when I, when I met Vincent Price already. I actually met Vincent Price, the original barker of PBA, uh-huh. when he was still a DJ. I was, I was a kid when I met him, you know. And then when I found out that he was, the, he was doing that, I've always wanted to do that. I've mm-hmm. always wanted to be the voice behind that for, for the longest time. So, in PBA, because in the day, it was like Paul, Dowers, that's just like that. 
yung lumalabas, di ba? Then you watch the NBA, it's very, very narrative the way the way they do it. So I've always wanted to do that. And uh, I was um, fortunate enough that in 2003, well, not really fortunate because it took the death of my friend for me to enter the PBA. There's a partner in the PBA by the name of Chuck Basilio. Okay. Uh, he passed away, I think, in 2002. He passed away and then um, nung na shortage because they had a rotation, nagkaroon na shortage done because I believe Vince had to leave for, for the States and then si J.B. Faner, Joe Schmo, also had to leave for Canada. So that left only me and Rolly Malapas uh, to, to, to do that. So sinabi nila, okay, let's train these guys na lang. Kunin natin si Noel. So this is 2003. Kinuha ko ni Puno. I was doing radio already at the time. And then, you really want to do it? Okay, let's, let's, let's train you and then let's do it. So I stuck to that. And it's exhilarating. Yeah. <coughs> Go ahead. I was like, wow. Because my my I've only tried doing that once. Because I don't know what I'm saying. Did you ring announcer? Uh, announcer eh. Parang, there was one time late yung guy that will introduce the fighters. Yeah. Eh, ako, I know all their names. So they go like, eto bro, basahin mo na lang. Sabi ko, hindi ako kakakit dyan, ha? Kasi naiya ako, eh. Sabi ko, basahin ko na lang. <laughs> oh, sabi ko, entering! Ganyan, ganyan, ganyan. Sabi ko, yeah. I, I yeah. improvised along the way. I just read the script. That's when I... And then, coming into the hmm. coming into the seminar, that was like when you guys narrated the whole barking thing. I was like, yeah. okay, there's there's a science to this. That's that There's a structure. There's a proper way of saying this. And that's when... Na nagkaroon ng import. I think one of the, I think like the only reason why pumayag si Direk nun na, na ako na lang, like this was like super long time ago, was because I know how to pronounce their names. And then the moment you yeah. said, the moment you said, it's so important for athletes to get their names right. Oh, because, right. Because that's, that's, that is what people remember them by. So when, exactly. And that's, that's all they brought with them also. Yep. Diba? So, diba? So, so looking back, I was like, okay, that was probably one of the reasons why they, they, I mean, late si, late si announcer, late si Barker, they go like, sabi, introduce na lang, paparating na siya, introduce mo lang yung mga pangalan, alam mo naman pala yung pronunciation, you know how to pronounce all their names. Sabi ko, even the foreign fighters that were there, because I know them personally, you could pronounce their names. Sabi ko, okay, might as well. I just thought it was just talking on the mic. I didn't realize that you had to you had to vibe with the music. You had to vibe with the crowd. You had to vibe with the you, know, you the feel atmosphere. it, no you, you, you feel, you feel it. the crowd when you start when you start talking. You feel the crowd when they play music and then you're about to talk. You feel already where it's gonna go. Sometimes not like um, I I did some barking jobs for the ASEAN Basketball League. Mm-hmm. But before I actually ABL. broadcaster, yeah, I was already a broadcaster in the ABL. But in 2016, 2017 season, can you fly? Uh, and and because uh, Hong Kong needs a barker, because I'll give it a shot, diba? So I, I I'm not used to home and away barking. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's everybody. It's like one big event. We're doing a FIBA Asian Championship in one venue. Then I'm going to just you know everybody's happy. I should see see. I was in Qatar. I was I was there in 2010. I was in Qatar. When I shoot in Qatar, I'm happy. When I shoot in Lebanon, I'm happy. But in the ABL, it's balita because it's home and away. It's not balita. Yeah. It's different. Home and away. Yung ano so I got to Hong Kong. I'm thinking, all right. Look, my first thing. I think prejudice, diba? When I got to Hong Kong, 
how big is basketball in this country? Mm-hmm. How big is basketball? It can't be that big, yeah. So I walk into the Southern Stadium, first game of the season ng, ano, ng, ng Hong Kong, and they had a light show. The place was sold out, diba? And then they're, they're going up against the, the Kaohsiung Truth, which is on yeah. paper the weakest team in the league, yep. diba? So, and then in Hong Kong Eastern, you see these guys, oh, these guys are all national team. Yeah. In Kaohsiung, Taiwan, they have, they have no national team players. So I knew it was going to be tambakan. But still, when, that, when the lights go on and then the audience screams, because the thing is there, you introduce the visiting team as parang nasa, ano, parang nasa lamay. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, please meet the, me- the members of the Kaohsiung Truth. Mm. Number four. Mm. And, then, and then you introduce the coach. And then, and then you go to Hong Kong. Oh, you know, that music it's, is that's on. That's the whole crowd. It's the whole crowd now. Oh. I, I'm telling you, I lost my voice opening Palau. I lost my voice. Because <laughs> I had that and then I attended. Then after attending, I had a better understanding of what's happening. And then afterwards, it gave me, like, uh, gave me more, st- again, more structure, more confidence. So I did, uh, what do you call this? Ring announcing and press cons for sporting events. Yan, boxing. Because I did Wulin Fong. Wulin Fong is a kickboxing tour, is a kickboxing event. They we did it in Okada. I, I handled the press con for that one. So in terms of, yan, introducing, introducing, hyping, yan, medyo... So I go, yes, I had I had better training. I could do this better now. You just need to get a license, apply for a ring announcer. There are very, very few MMA ring announcers. They usually get us to do MMA fights. You have Anthony Suntai, Boyet Season, myself. We do MMA Boyet's really good. I have worked with Boyet so many times. Grab it. Yeah, not bad for an eight-year-old, Not bad for an eight-year-old. But see, Boyet brings in so much energy. You know my favorite one is? Ramon Jalcita. Have you ever worked with Ramon Jalcita? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That guy is fantastic. No hair. He's a rock star. He's really, yep. a, he's really a musician. Yes, rock yes. Star. But when he does it, it's like he's coming out of hell. I've worked with Boyet and Ramon so many times. We've, we've did, yeah. We did so Mon many times. Yeah, Monjal is fantastic because he doesn't need a strong voice. He just his presence alone, and then yes. he hypes up the fighters, like looking like you know the rock star that yes. he is. And it's a rock event, That's fantastic, so it, when, when you, you gotta try it. You gotta. Try it. I'm sorry. You gotta try it. Okay, I will. Maga ano ako? Maga playo ano ba yan? You also get that from Gab, no? Yeah, yeah. Just, just get the license. You know, they're, they're always. Uh, the, 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 the only reason that that you under uh, you license mo if your organization backs you up. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're doing an MMA fight, and then the organization says we want him to be a ring announcer. So they'll actually send a letter to the Games and Amusements Board and saying, uh, oh, we're endorsing Frank Corrillo to be our ring announcer." Blah blah blah. You just go there, you pay the fee, take the test, and yep. then that's it. That's it. Get your uh, license like an hour later. Oh, yeah, an hour later. Because I'm a licensed officer, Gab. Lagging, ano? Judge, chaka referee. So, <laughs> so ito, no, iba naman. And fighter, ako. of course, fighter oh. karen, di ba? De wala na, de magana na ako, yeah. nako coach na lang. Ako. <laughs> Puro na yon. Yeah, you have to go to Makati, karen, di ba? Oh, di ba? Sa ano? Go to Makati and go yes. through that process. Yes. Yeah. And yun then, because I'm, these are like. These are especially when, when 
when covering sporting events. And then I go like, for example, in boxing, we have so many good boxers. We have so many good, talented boxers, pero nobody really knows them. Nobody really knows their story. So might as well, sabi ko, that's why it was one of the reasons why I, I took up upon myself to, to go to that process is because of that, okay, because I've learned boxing since I was a kid. That's the first thing I learned. It's the first martial arts I learned. I, I, I learned boxing when I was seven years old. Kasabay siya ng pag-aaral ko ng basketball. So it was like, yun dalong, the two Bs in my life, box, uh, boxing and basketball. So, like, there are so many good boxers. The, the boxing industry is alive naman, di ba? It, it's not as rich unless you're a Pacquiao, pero it's, it's, it, ha- it has a great pool of talent. We just need, we just need better ways of promoting it. So parang even if I try to watch yung mga coverage sa TV ng mga ng mga boxing events, ane eh, parang I'm I'm sorry for for whoever is gonna ano pero you guys don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're doing your best. I mean they're trying their best to they're trying their best to to hype the fight. Pero minsan kasi jab palang. Oh my God, ang galing nun jab, ang galing, ang gal- parang ane eh, parang it's trying too hard. Diba, so basketball, basketball, basketball ka ng free throw. Oh, And I had a be- and I had a better appreciation of that because I attended your classes. Diba? Parang uh, it's not and then I do my best to to watch the really good commentators, the really good analysts, the really good and and I mean this is such uh, a very unique experience like when we were preparing for the coverage of the Sea Games. Puta, parang feeling ko, puta, all-star lineup tong mga tao dito. Anong ginagawa? <laughs> Nandun na naman, biglang tinabi mo kay Alexis, sabi ko, anong ang boses ito, ang galing. <laughs> and then Stephen was, was, Stephen was also, was really good. And then si yeah, Jay, the, then sila Jay. That's, that's a fantastic group, you know. We're, we're, yeah. What we're doing right now, you graduated from the workshop and you were one of the people that we chose. Um, and, and it's a good thing you have this this podcast also. So, we can let everybody know. No? When you graduate from our workshop, mm. um, and, and then there's another one that comes in, right? you can take it for absolutely free and, and you know, take it again. But also, what happens now is that people like you, the names you mentioned, Steven Silva, um, Alexis Torres, all of these people, we choose them already because not mm. everybody who attends the workshop is going to make it. Let, mm. let's, let's, I don't know, let's, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, uh-huh. in the very first workshop that we had in 2001, Bill Velasco, was our first speaker. He looked at the room. There were 39 people. At Sabini Bill, to the entire room. I'd be very surprised if more than three of you make it in this industry. Wow. More than uh-huh. three of you make it in this industry. So it's like, oh my gosh, what kind of an opening line is that? <laughs> we want everybody to become broadcasters. But true enough, I've named only three names from that batch. I mean, three names that have become mainstream. Boyet Season, Mark Zambrano, Tim Gamboa, is DJ Susi. That's it. Mm-hmm. If you look at that roster, he's right. Three of them actually made it. The others made it indirectly, some small role, but these are the three mainstream that we have, diba? So what we're doing right now is we're cutting the corners already. So yourself included, and a bunch of you, about 40 of you, from all of the batches we've ever had, we have this program now called mm. Newbies Next. Mm. All right, now Newbies Next, piling pili na kayo. Now I'm going to talk your my language to you. Not only mm. me, everybody else. Whoever mentor I'm gonna get, if Seth shows up, good. If Kenito shows up, good. But for now, kayo yung mga napili. Kumbaga, you're, you guys, newbies next. Kayo na yung next in life. Kayo na yung papalit sa amin. That's why when we chose you, we made sure that who are the people who can take our place in the industry, who can actually uplift the industry. 
And yeah. quite frankly, my friend, you're one of them. Ah, and that's true. So, so <laughs> that's why you were chosen for that seed games, mm. that seed games training. Oh, and if I if I didn't grow up in in the environment that I grew up in, I, I would probably crumble. Because I go, but because I was. I was very competitive, siguro, and and I was very curious about things that I do not know. Yeah, so every and time, I made sure that yeah, I made sure that we're pushed out of your comfort zone. So yes, yes. Bowling. Oh my God, do you? Pero di ba when you gave me bowling, it made me appreciate bowling more. Cause now, yes. are, now I I now now I know how what RPMs are. Uh, <laughs> the different oil lanes, the different grips. Yes, the, yes. The, but apparently, because, uh, there are balls that uh, have two holes instead of three. Exactly. Oh, yung right. iba, walang hole. But, no, you know, the reason why I did that is because 6C ka na tayo sa basketball. Yes. All right? Even in yeah. boxing, you want to get into boxing, you probably make it because you have a resume. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to, you know, get over guys like Kinito, mm. like, uh, you know, Michael Chosa. These are the guys already. And Tolentino, Danik Saplasan. These yeah. are the guys who are already up there already. Pipila ka na sa kanila. So what, I'm, what I did with the newbies next Sea Games training was to make sure that you guys actually learned different sports. sports. So just yes. in case, like what happened in 2019, we all got stuck. That story in 2019, Philippines is hosting the Sea Games for the first time yes. in 14 years. Yep. Right? But we are not present at the venue, yep. which is ridiculous. Right? I mean, we're, we're hosting the event. We should Densu be there. Uh, yeah, we're going to do Densu style. We're going to do it all off tube, yep. right? which is a great idea right now. Olympics. We can actually off tube all of that. We don't have to go there. Uh, so what happened to us, uh, the group that was sent to Novaliches, uh, myself, Sam Sarmenta, Chuck Araneta, Mark Zambrano, we're all sent to Novaliches. We're the Novaliches group. Mm -hmm. We were thrown all the sports, as yeah. in all. That the first question they asked me when I got there, Sir, may ano kayo ng ano sa pagtakraw? It's like <laughs> I've covered it before. Okay, akit na kayo don na standby na yung sa pagtakraw. So I do the thing with sa pagtakraw. Sir, wushu sa baba kaya. Uh, oh, sige. Then I go down. I do the wushu. And then, di ba pag pagganong ganong kami? I mean, then I see Chuck at the elevator. What are you gonna do? Swimming daw ako ngayon. Did all the swim? <laughs> We 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 have we just see each other. We're covering all of these sports. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're not really good at. But since we prepared for it, we knew yeah. that these are the medal events, and then we prepared for it. We have basic knowledge of it, you know. Um, then sometimes you get your your your. Uh, I sport like sa akin, billiards. Oh, yeah. ako sa billiards, mm -hmm. But then after the billiards, oh, sir, tapos na si billiards. Sir, diving kayo, women's a platform. Okay. I don't even know what platform diving is, but I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, that's why we trained you all to learn these different sports out of curiosity at first. But since you are all equipped already, you're all equipped already to become broadcasters, you take to it, you'll probably struggle for like five minutes and then pick it up. Pick it up, yeah. Easily, yeah. And then, and then no choice. You covered bowling, for God's sake. Yeah. What do you know about bowling? <laughs> <laughs> I go home. I go home. I was talking yeah. to Reese. I'm like, I just covered bowling today. I said, what? You don't want to do bowling? Now I do. Now I do. I said, just go. But it was, 
Siguro, and and a lot of the training that I had growing up was like, you know, it's like overcoming adversity, getting out of your comfort zone. Basically, it's getting out of your comfort zone. Now, uh, compressing everything together. Like, for example, I have difficulty doing it, but but you guys, syempre, you've, you've done it through the years. Compressing, like, for example, yeah, yung, yung, two, yung sea game stories na lang, you were transferring from one sport to another. How were you, how were you able to compress a lot of information in the time slot that you're given. Like, how? what okay. is the mental process behind that? It's like wearing different hats. I mean, mm-hmm. you when you wear a hat, a certain hat, you feel a certain way, a certain vibe when you wear that hat. Yeah. You know, you're wearing a red hat, you know, I'm going to be... Get you I'm gonna wear a red hat. When you wear a black hat, you're a little bit on the gloom side, right? Mm-hmm. So when you do, I'm moving from billiards, which is a quiet sport, and then mm-hmm. I have to do athletics yes. right after that. And we're talking about sprints, huh? not, just, yeah. not the ipaikot the, sila. You're talking about sprints. We're doing the 100 and the 200 men's and women's, and we're doing the 100 hurdles. But then I came from billiards, right? Yeah. So my mindset in billiards is cuento. This cuento, mm-hmm. okay? It's gonna, the preparation to the shot is there. You might get on. So it's quiet. And then when you get up there, all right, welcome now to the new Clark Stadium. We are about to have the, and then you shift because you see it. You're wearing now a different hat. Okay, I've gone from green table to mm-hmm. brown to green field now, and I, I'm going to do that already right now. So you, it changes already. So you also know there's a switch that flicks on. I don't know if you experience this. I keep on talking about the switch mm-hmm. that flicks on. I mean, yep. when, when you fight and then the bell rings and you're there already, you're a different person now. Yes. Right? Because it's a buhay. You're, really, you're a really nice guy. But when that ring, when the bell rings, you're yeah, not a nice switch. guy anymore. Yeah. You have a mission. Yep. You have a mission. You switch. Yeah. There's the switch. Same thing in broadcasting. Like, you know, that when, when I sit there, I see a billiard table. I'm switching now to quiet, informative. Then when I sit there, I see a big field with an oval. And then there's this wide shot. And then there's the competitors. Now I'm switching to track and field. And I have to pump it up a bit, especially the sprints. These are like, mm. it's done in 10 seconds. It's done in 15 seconds. So I have to give the audience the best of that of that time frame. So there's a shift that happens, a switch that gets flipped on. Uh, I don't know if I explained it correctly, but when that switch is flipped oh, yeah. on, mm. yeah, that then things change already. At least so so that whoever's gonna watch this and listen to it, because it so that they have a better idea of what goes on through the people who are talking. So for every sport, there has to be a certain medium or there's, there has to be a certain mood pala, diba? For every sport, yeah. there's a mood. Diba? There, there's, there, yeah, there's you, can't, you can't do track and field when you're doing billiards. Oh, what a shot! Yeah. That's an incredible bang shot on the line! Diba? 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 Exactly, Because <laughs> my friends, when they go like, bakit kaya yung mga nagko-commented dyan sa golf, diba? Para namang, para namang... Pinato kayo ng golfer, maingay kayo. Diba? Para sa hindi, <laughs> bro. De, yun din yung... Now, now I get to explain that more. Sabi ko, hindi, bro. Kasi when you cover golf, you have to be quiet. And at the same time, yeah. you can't really hype up a very quiet environment. Diba? People will see na tahimik lahat ng tao sa field, tas ikaw yung commentator na parang, what? It's not... It has to, right, right, it has right. to believe it or not, that also happens in basketball. Huh? Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, that also happens in basketball. Mm. We're doing an ABL game in Macau. Walang masyadong nanunood na tao. Tapos nagkataon, yung commentary panel na position namin was right beside the opposing bench. Mm-hmm. It was right beside the, the visiting bench, visiting team. Uh, okay. Bench of visiting team. 
So, ingay namin. Siyempre, naka-headset kami. Hindi namin mm-hmm. alam. I mean, we still hear some fans that yeah. medyo naka, naka-microphone lahat. But I think we didn't know how loud we were na hindi sila makahadel. Because uh, we were talking. talking. We <laughs> it's in basketball also. Diba? It's like so quiet pala inside the gym. We Before the COVID-19 thing suspended all of the games at ABL, mm. we were actually, I was actually fortunate. I don't know if it's fortunate, but I was actually the one who did the only two closed-door games in ABL history. We had a game in Macau. Oh, yeah, they're doing door. that now. Uh-oh, yeah, we had a game in Macau, closed door. Then two days later, we had a game in Hong Kong, closed door. As in, yung mga tao sa Macau, tatang ako, tumitigin sa amin. Si Sidel, tahimik naman. Ako, kasalita lang ako, normal. Yung pala, we're so loud because the gym was so quiet. So that's that's also what happens there. So tumitigin sila sa amin. Kaya namin, like, Dao, mana! Gano'n ako, tingin ang lahat ng tao. Ano yung batang ingayin ng dalawa? That happens. <coughs> so at least now, diba, yung, yung, yung flow na, there's an actual flow to everything. Diba? There's an actual yeah. flow to everything. And, and ako, ako talaga, like, after, after realizing that I could do all these things pala, now I have more confidence about, oh, can you, can you answer this question? Or now, yeah, pagka, when, when I host the event that I do every year, I'm more confident. I, I could speak more. I, I could, I, I mean, I didn't realize that I could do it better pala. And now I'm actually doing it. So, and then, like, after Wulin Fong, people said, Galing mo pala mag-host, sabi yan. Galing mo pala mag-host, sabi ko, hindi. Inaral it opens ito. doors, actually. It really ito, does. I mean, when you start doing that, it opens doors. Sabi ko, hindi namin alam, nag-host ka pala. Sabi ko, hindi. First time ko to. Sabi ko, first, second time ko to. Ano lang, tawag dito. Inaral ko to. So, so it was good. And then, um, ang ano naman dyan, ngayon, every time na, every time na, na may kailangan ng breakdown, sabi niya, parang ako, breakdown mo ngayon nangyari kanina. <laughs> Pero gusto mo naman yan, di ba? That's exactly what you want to do. Yeah, That's I exactly want to do it then kasi if not, exactly. people will fuck it up. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then God, God gives you, your, God introduces stuff to your universe that it's there. Yep. That's one of the things, things that we, we talked about in the workshop is um, actually everything that you know right now, and I say this in the workshop, um, everything you know, you already learned when you were like six years old. Your mm-hmm. broadcasting skills, your hosting skills, all when you were six years old. So mm-hmm. when we, when you guys enter the workshop, first thing we tell you is we're actually here to educate you. Of course, that's what you paid for, right? Yeah. You want to get educated with uh, about But, you know, I'm just saying the etymology of the word educate is actually from the Latin word educere, which mm-hmm. means to draw out. Mm-hmm. So you're being there. You're, we're going to draw out stuff from, from you guys that you already had. So you're actually paying us to for for to draw. Us to, <laughs> to learn. You're right? Oh, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Medyo 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 sakto sakto pero now, now for everything, okay, for everything that we have discussed and all the stories that we shared. Um, now this is my oh, this is one of my personal questions to someone like you, like. Uh, for someone like you who's been in the industry for 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 a long time years. already, years. yeah. Now you've been, you've covered so many sporting events. Now, how can we, or what do you think? What are your what's your opinion in terms of covering or providing uh, the necessary spotlight on other sports? I'm not dissing on. I'm not 
I'm not I'm not dissing out on basketball. We're a basketball loving country. I love basketball. I grew up in basketball. I I was in the training team of my school in basketball. That 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 I I'm a basketball addict. As in I've been to so many places because of basketball. Pero being like practicing other sports, that's why I was so happy when 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 volleyball is getting its due. Kasi may mga kaibigan akong volleyball players. Now they have careers. Now now they're now the spotlight is on them. And then yan, kayo, it's covered. It's being covered and there's a fan base. Oh, we, we we were there at the right time actually as yeah. broadcasters we were there at the right time. And uh-huh. may fan base. Yun yun. That's the yeah. most important part, may fan base. So it kind of gave me hope na okay, if volleyball and football can do it, then probably the other sports uh, other sports or other sporting events can as well kasi it it's 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 a it's a two way street there has to be an exceptional athlete or there has to there have to be exceptional athletes with incredible stories and at the same time people who will who are willing to cover them so at least from someone who's been in the broadcasting industry for a long time what are the things that we could do to help provide or give light to the stories of other athletes kasi there's wrestling there's judo there's uh yan yung mga arnis yung mga arnis clubs diba ang dami nilang medals sa ano sa ang dami nilang medals ng sea games and then yan mm-hmm. sepak takraw skate yung ano yung that skateboard yung sa skateboarding event Marjorie Dunn yeah ayun diba uh-huh. i mean I'm I'm happy that they're getting their due, pero are we gonna wait for another Sea Games or Asian Games before their stories are told? I, I don't know what what is possible in terms of 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 providing an avenue to give them like kaya hindi masiguro everyday OA naman yung everyday exposure, pero at least good features lang every month. Like guys, diba, mga Pilipino, Mga, mga kababayan Pilipino, hindi lang tayo sa basketball at volleyball at football magaling. Diba? We're good swimmers, bowlers, uh, shooters, tsaka track and field athletes. Ang dami natin magagaling doon. When, when I travel to different areas, like for example, I do jiu-jitsu seminars or I, I visit, uh, kasi ako, travel writer din ako, when I go to different places, nakikita ko, like for example, Bacolod, ang daming football players na magagaling doon. So how do we, how can media or the broadcasting industry help in, in, in getting the word out there? Well, it's actually easier now because uh, of the digital age yeah, of, of social mm-hmm. media. Kailangan lang talaga, you guys have to be resilient. I mean, I may not be a fan of the sport of MMA, but I respect all of you guys. And I think that mm-hmm. you're one of the best athletes in the world. Yep. So, you know, you, you just keep on being busy. With, with social media, uh, your your face of, of 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 MMA is still very much there. Alvin Aguilar for me is the face of, of yeah. MMA in the country. He's put the he's put uh, MMA on the map, uh, uh, the Philippine MMA scene on the map as far yes. as I'm concerned. Diba? I mean, if he can start, if you can rally behind him, Alvin, let's do something and just make it really loud, and then eventually you're gonna get there. You mentioned volleyball, Kanina. I mean, I started working. With uh, I started becoming a volleyball broadcaster in 2007. Mm-hmm. Okay, this was way before the boom 
Yep. Okay, the boom happened in 2012. Parang Shakey's V-League pa lang ata. Yeah, meron, we were doing meron. the Shakey's V-League <laughs> for a group. Of, we're, we're doing like, as Mirat, we're doing a, a Letran versus a Lyceum game in front of 30 people. Mm. <laughs> and when we were starting out, right? that's full TV coverage and everything like that. What the group of Sports Vision did, and you have to respect these guys, is they really stuck with it. it we're we're going to perform... We're gonna have games in front of 30 people or 3,000 people. It doesn't matter. We're still gonna continue doing this. This was a vision, actually, of, uh, of believe it or not, a former PBA commissioner by the name of Jun Bernardino. This ah, was his vision okay. to put volleyball on TV. Diba? Mm-hmm. I mean, his vision was to fill up a San Juan Arena, Kuyari, San Juan Arena, Philol Live Center, mm-hmm. to fill it up without the presence of basketball hoops. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you do that if it's not sabong? How can you do that if it's not sabong or, ba- or basketball, right? Mm-hmm. So one day we had a championship game, I think it was in 2008. We had a championship game, the place was sold out. And then we were all looking up, saying, Gomez, you did it, right? So you just had to be patient. But that was just us. Shake is really yon. The thing really exploded in 2012 when ABS-CBN uh, happened to be broadcasting an Ateneo Nasal first-round matchup so women's UAAP. P. And then that was, I think up to now, was the fifth highest attendance in the history of MOA Arena. First round, regular season Sorry. matchup. The elimination between Ateneo and Lasalle. And Lasalle won it in straight sets. Mm-hmm. But, but it was like 18,000 something to watch that. That's when we knew it had exploded already. So to answer your question, you just have to keep on doing what Sports Vision did. We don't care if people are watching. We're going to keep broadcasting. Okay. We're going to keep broadcasting. One day, somebody's going to say, hey, what is this that's going on there? And now look, PSL, PVL now, which was used to be the Shakey's Media, PVL, they still have packed houses. UAAP final sometimes has more player, have more people watching than, than a basketball game. Yep. But mm-hmm. it, it, because na chinagayon, and then one day, I think I told this in the workshop. I don't know if it was your batch or the batch report about the 100th monkey. You ever hear that story? No, about no. About the 100th monkey. Okay, I didn't. Uh, so it wasn't in your batch. There was a there was an experiment done long time ago. Uh, this uh, quick story lang ito. Yeah, yeah. Experiment yeah. done a long time ago. We have time. Um, don't there, worry. <laughs> yeah, there are two islands. Uh, two two islands somewhere in the Pacific. Puno-puno ng monkeys. That's the only, the only inhabitants there are monkeys. And then scientists were studying uh, the, the monkeys, diba? So what they did, they provided the place with food, diba? So they were studying the monkeys. And uh, sometime later, there was one monkey na ipagkain nila ng kamote. Okay? Na kukain ng kamote. And then one day, this one monkey had the idea of taking the kamote and bringing it to the stream and washing it. So this one monkey had the idea of washing it. So the scientists were watching, hey, there's somebody who's doing it differently. Mm-hmm. So we wash it and then eat it. And then So then this monkey would religiously do it by himself. Okay. Do it by himself. And then one day he brings a friend and then they wash it together and then they eat it together. Uh, uh, pretty soon after a span of a few weeks. The whole island was going to the stream and washing their kamote before they ate it. And okay. scientists said, wow, that I mean that's that's fantastic. You know, it just took them a few weeks to figure it out. Eto payon. So when they found out that this island did it, they were surprised that the other island started doing it. Uh uh-huh. that was the hundredth monkey. 
the, the guy who started washing his kamote for the first time influenced this and because of this transmuted this idea to the oh, other island which they had there had no history of doing that before that but since this hundredth monkey which could be you you could be the hundredth monkey doing this podcast this might actually trigger an influx now of people understanding what MMA is. Mm -hmm. That's why we keep on doing the workshops also. We're looking for the hundredth monkey in, in your, in, among all of you. Who is going to transform this broadcasting industry now? It might be you. You might be the key to the, to, the, to the whole explosion of MMA in the Philippines in the next five years. It might have started with you, Malay Banatin. So that hundredth monkey started a revolution that really changed everything. In mm -hmm. volleyball, it was one game that made it explode. In 2012, it exploded. But before that, there was a process. And then when that process hit the, the apex, as we hear now in our pandemic talk, it hits the apex, and then it explodes. Malay in your case, you're doing this. Somebody will say something in this podcast, and it's going to trigger some kind of response. And then all of a sudden, people get interested. This podcast gets big, and then MMA gets big. We don't mm -hmm. know. That might be your role. That yeah, might right. be your job. That might be your destiny. Ho hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, right? sir. No, That's why you keep on doing what you're doing. You keep on doing what you're doing. I'm just doing this to, to like, send out that message. Na, okay, this is something we can excel at. Right? Uh, boxing, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, MMA. Combat sports na lang. Sige, I don't wanna... Kasi multi, oh. multi-discipline din yung mga nilabanan ko. I fought in almost all combat sports na medium. So, or events. So, at least yun. Nakita ko. Doon ko rin, that's why I could validate na parang we have really good boxers. We have really good kickboxers. We have really good jiu-jitsu fighters. We have really good wrestlers. We have really good... Yeah. Uh, no, uh, there was there was one time I, do, I think it was 2015 2014. I'm the sports writer friends are gonna are gonna correct me on this. The Philippines won like 58 gold medals in ice skating in one event. Oh, diba? Yung pa, ice skating <laughs> in one event, diba? And who who knew about this? China belongs the sports industry, but not the mainstream, diba? I mean, the, exactly. That's not Michael Martinez was a different case because he was marketed. So, ayon, if you get to be marketed. At a certain level, it will help. It will help speed things up. Mm -hmm. Like ice skating became popular because Michael Martinez was marketed. Yep. Volleyball sped up because Eliza Valdez was marketed. Yes. So everything, you just need that one marketing. Till young husband, the young husband brothers were marketed. And then, yeah. In increase the football. Ano, oh, yeah. um, same thing with the Asuncions before. Uh, the uh, Kenny Vick and Kenny Asuncion, the badminton, badminton. Uh, brother sister. Oh. oh. So Malisla Thomas and Uber, then they then they won the bronze medal in the Sea Games. They were marketed. Badminton became big in the Philippines. You know? okay. So yung tipong ganon, you need that one guy lang. I thought it was Brandon Vera for for mm -hmm. the longest time. I thought Brandon Vera would be the the the, the transcendent figure, uh, transcending figure dito. And then I thought it was Mark Munoz. Obviously, mikulang mm -hmm. pa. I mean, there has to be another guy coming up. I don't know. Maybe in, among the teenagers now, there could be somebody who might be oh. a, a UFC fighter. Because I also believe that na parang, now that you brought up that angle, I was like, okay, that, that makes perfect sense. Because there has to be a figure talaga. Diba? There has to be a yeah. figure that I, I really think that uh, Brandon Vera is really good. Mark Munoz is very good. They're both UFC caliber fighters. Yeah. And then Brandon Vera is now with 1FC. But what I really think they lack is the local connection. Diba? I mean, sa ibang bansa kayo lumaki eh. Diba? Yeah. 
Kaya feeling ko, ayan, people gravitated towards, uh, ayan, Edward Folayang. He's from... Yeah, yeah, from yeah. Laki. Kasi a lot of people could relate to him because he grew up in the Philippines, he represented the yeah. country, he's a decorated fighter. Now, uh, people are still celebrating that. And ako, kaibigan ko si Edward. Pero I, but Edward is, is soft-spoken. Yes, yung pa. Ano, he's not diba? the out-there guy. Uh-huh. And that will lead to my next question. Do you think that there should be because this is one of my uh, fu- pro- future projects with with a few of the professors or yung mga ibang black belts ko later on na, na who, who want to improve the MMA community and the MMA industry like the importance of athletes communication skills diba? Kasi when you when you look at when you look at foreign players when they get interviewed ano, when they get interviewed um, they could stalk they could talk, they could articulate, they could communicate, they could... Eh, kasi Amerikano sila. Kasi mm. Amerikano sila. Kahit na yung iba, kahit... Kahit na ano, kahit naman yung iba naman, may translator eh, di ba? Kaya ako, ito, uh-huh. ito, I'm putting it out there because I, I did post something about this. Uh, like yung mga combat sports uh, pages sa uh, Facebook groups na I was part of. And I told everyone na parang, guys, use this, use this period, okay? to keep to stay strong polish the skill sets that you already have i even listed down drills that ever, and these are not my teammates <laughs> diba? no. these are not my students oh. so i just then i sabi ko, then more than anything diba? do your stupid shit on facebook do play whatever mobile games that you're already playing pero ito yun eh. um you practice speaking and writing straight tagalog you know, but polish your Tagalog and then polish your English. You don't have to sound like an American. You just have to speak it clearly so that when people interview you, you can talk better or you can communicate better. Kahit naman sabihin mong, kahit naman sabihin mong, ano, you don't have to be articulate. You don't have to be very, very good at speaking. Just say things properly. Kasi Manny Pacquiao is Manny Pacquiao. But people can't get over the whole Clito Reyes na, na ano, di ba? Kasi I'm like, oh, di, exactly, di ba? And it's still a meme, di ba? People are still playing it. It's, it's turned into a GIF. So for me, more than anything, sabi ko, let's all, di ba, it's good to be, sabi ko, it's good to be a local champion. Sabi ko, it's good to be a local champion. Pero my goal for everyone in here is to win in the country, but at the same time, win abroad. Let's say, for example, ako, I've been competing in the local jiu-jitsu scene since 2000. Kopong, kopong. <laughs> I've won everything that needs to be won in this country. So now, my goal is to, like, whenever I have time, I'll compete in jiu-jitsu tournaments here, pero I'll compete more abroad. You know, I, I've, I've competed abroad, like, a lot of times, and I've won. And every time I win there, I always carry the flag with me. When people ask me, what team are you from? I don't say my team. I say I'm from the Philippines. So that kind of, and it was me, and it's not just me. It's just, there are a lot of other great jujitero athletes that do the same thing. And I keep telling them, watch out. I'm not the only guy. Because there are people who are like me. There are people like me. Because a lot of people thought that, that jujitsu was just in Japan, Singapore, Hong Kong. Diba? Then I go like, no, I'm from the Philippines. I didn't even know jiu-jitsu was in Brazil. 
<laughs> I yeah, didn't know that the was in Brazil. Hindi, ano siya? It's from Japan, went to Brazil, then from Brazil, na... na so, I found out later on, I sabi ko, who is this horse crazy guy? Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> diba? So, oh. I was like... No, but, but just, just to your point na, ano, just to your point na, they have to want to do it. Somebody's gonna have to say na, hey, I want to do that, diba? Somebody's gonna yes. have the swag to, to know na, if I don't speak, uh, like if I don't improve myself in speaking, go. Edward is a different case because Edward's always been the soft spoke. It's like Bruce Lee. Every yep. time I see Edward Falai, it reminds me of Bruce Lee a lot. Yes. How about the other guys, diba? I mean, mm-hmm. can't they be the, the, the people who are talking uh, for team for team Lai also, mm. and then just develop that also uh, that skill set? You might actually be the starter, dito. I mean, there has to be a starter. For us, for for that for that community no, to, to I want, explode. That's why I'm asking you: Is it like a good idea, like to to do to spearhead something like that? Because I I want to do it. I'll help you. I'll yeah. help you if you want to do it. You yeah. know, yeah. because uh, if 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 that could be a, a part for them to get more marketing. Like I remember, talaga sa volleyball when Eliza Valdez came in, she was the shy girl from Batangas. Mm-hmm. Right? She was the shy girl, magaling. Agaling na volleyball player, but she was a shy girl from from Batangas. Didn't really like to talk very much because she didn't she didn't feel that she was alone. She was good enough to to be interviewed, mm. right? Pero sobrang galing niya. Sobrang galing. Sobrang galing niya. People from ABS-CBN when they got in, in the UAAP, they taught her to talk. Mm-hmm. They made her a marketing icon, and mm-hmm. now she's like the biggest female athlete. In the country, I dare say exactly. that Eliza Valdez is probably more famous than Hidalin Diaz. Yes, diba? because that, because she's Eliza Valdez because of the way she was marketed. Because of now she's actually really a smart girl, but because of the confidence that na she niya, she now speaks for volleyball. When she speaks, everybody listens. Yep. I think MMA needs that one person who's like an Eliza Valdez. Who, salita, and I, I still believe it's Alpina Aguilar. To this day, I still believe. Oh, yeah, I mean, I met sure. Alvin in 2001. I still say the same thing 19 years later. I think Alvin Aguilar is the anointed one in terms of MMA. And if Alvin speaks, everybody listens. But Alvin, if he speaks more, then there will be more, more people listening. Yeah. yeah. And then let's go over to the flip side. We're, we're the people behind the desk. And then let's, let's put it a little bit from the perspective of the audience. Filipino audience naman. It's like, ito yung Personal point of view ko lang to. Parang, Pinoy's want world-class production, world-class athletes, and world-class shows, but they don't want to pay for it. <laughs> one day, one day, one day it might happen. I remember before, 2001, Alvin guested on my show. We had a show called In The Zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just heard about it, that he was putting up this parang UFC-type event. Mm-hmm. Alright, so we invited him over to the show. He came all the way from Alabang. Naunahan pa kami. Our show's at 8 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, naunahan pa kami ni Aldi sa, sa Quezon City. We're having our show in, in, in Channel 4 in Quezon City. Mm-hmm. It's a PBS, a Philippine Broadcasting Service. Naunahan pa kami ni Aldi. He was so excited. I mean, who are these clowns who want to guest me on their show? Uh-huh. So we guested Aldi on our show. Then he talked about it for a long time. And then we told him at the end, uh, we told him at the end, hey, congratulations in advance. And he gave us this funny look. We can't even get a sponsor. Yes, that's true. And then that's he told true. me, uh, good. This, is, this is for URCC1. And then he told me, uh, Alvin, uh, bro, if you're in the area, it's on this day, uh, come by, I, I'm going to leave two front row tickets for you at the game. Mm. So I did a game. I was doing a PBA game in Coneta. Uh-huh. 
airport kasi to Filipino. It's very near. Yep. Diba? I should look into this guy. Okay, so I did, after the game in, in Coneta, sabi ko siguro maabuta ko pa, mga ilang fights pa. It's 9.30. I tried to go to, ano, yeah. to ACF, airport kasi yep. to Filipino. I was stuck in traffic for an hour in front of Old Domestic. Kaya na ko may nagbanggaan. Sabi ko, sabi ko, grabe, magte-10 na, almost 10.30, text ko na si Alvin. So I texted Alvin and said, sorry dude, there's traffic here, I can't make it. Then hindi niya sumagot. So I just went home. The next day, I find out that this 800-seat theater of uh, Airport Casino Filipino Amphitheater mm. and 3,000 people show up, showed up for yeah. this one event. <laughs> And it caused all that traffic along all old domestic. And then I was telling Alvin, hey, I didn't know what's gonna happen. I didn't know we're gonna do that. And then they were calling, they were calling sponsors and everything like that. When they were doing URCC2 in Ultra, sila na tinatawagan, sila na nagbababalan telephone. See, all you need is that one thing. I mean, I think Alvin has a magic touch that that he can actually make this explode. If he really chooses to, I know now he's raising his family and everything. But see, Alvin has that magic touch ever since. I've been a yeah. fan of Alvin Aguilar since I met him in day one, and I think he has got a magic touch to make anything happen. If he can make MMA explode uh, right now, he can do it. Because I think it's ano lang, we we don't we don't lack the talent. We don't lack yeah. teams. Yeah. We don't yeah. lack fighters. It's I mean I I'm doing my best to like dissect. All of this, and then I go like, I think we just need, we just need that break. Anyway, you yeah. just, you just the same with the same with jujitsu. I'm, I'm very much involved in the jujitsu community. I'm like, we're, we're, we've been jujitsu has been in the country since 2007, 2005, 2007. I'm wow. like, I think we're making steady strides. And then the performance of the jujitsu team, nung C Games. I mean, that was they all showed up. They all. They, they they killed it. They made they made it possible for for people to to realize that yeah, jujitsu is here in the country and we're really good at this. The Philippine wrestling team did the same thing, and then the Philippine Arnis team. So at least we're. I mean, it was a good avenue for people to realize that we could yeah, excel but you at also, other. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you also said the word you want now. Everything is gratification, instant gratification. Now. Mm. I mean, yeah, we're living in this age right now, but you do have to go through a certain process. Matagal na itong, matagal na itong prosesong to. It's taking it longer than, than, than normal. But if you really stay the course and then just don't look for the instant gratification, one day magugulat ka na lang. It's there. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know Marcos Valda. Do you know Marcos Valda? He's my teammate. Right, He's my Marcus friend. I predicted that Marcos would win our first Olympic gold medal. Then he, then he screwed up somewhere. I don't know what happened to him. He got injured. But he got injured and he screwed uh, up. Uh-huh. I just see him fighting in MMA. And I like, what the heck is going on? He's our best wrestler ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but the point I was bringing up with, uh, with uh, that's why I, I brought up Marcos before, is you people, if he had stayed the course, and mm-hmm. became and, and stayed as a wrestler, he would have really been our gold medalist in 2008, yep. the Olympic gold medalist in 2008. Mm-hmm. But since he did that, it, it didn't happen. But maybe there is somebody waiting in the wings who's your next Alliance of Valdesca who can actually make that jump happen. But it's still going to take a process. Alliance of Valdez started playing in the Shakey's V-League in 2008. Volleyball exploded in 2012. So you're not looking yeah. for gratification. Oh. You're going to just ride the wave until finally it gets there. Then one day, magugulat ka na lang na, oh, shucks, it's so big already right now. 
Diba? That's why we're having UFC events here. One FC has been here so many times. Diba? So we're being you're being recognized already internationally as probably an, an MMA hotbed already mm -hmm. uh, for the world. Diba? Yeah. It won't be long before we actually have a regular fighter in the in the UFC circuit yep. already at the rate things are going. At the rate you guys are training these youngsters, diba? But again, it will take some time, but it does, the course has to be stayed. Diba? You have to stay there. Talaga na. Oh, that's the worst thing that can happen. I'm sure you've heard that before. That's, that's really bad. The moment yeah. you hear something like that, because you're out of you're out of the, the vision, right? Yep. You gotta stay true. the course. You gotta stay as in focus talaga. As in might not even happen in your lifetime. Yeah. But it might happen okay. Hey, I was part of that. I was part of when that started. Because we never gave up on it. Diba? So, let's wrap this up, Sir Noel. We talked All about right. the process, storytelling, and staying the course. Oh, I love that part. I'll probably listen yeah. back to this episode. Like, <laughs> it's going to help me like stay the course. Okay, so, yep. first things first. Uh, ayan, I'm going to put this on record. When people tell me like why I ended up doing this, it's, ayan, it's Reese, it's Champ Louis Pio, and this guy, si Noel Zarate. <laughs> Okay, they all. I think Reese is the most important one of all. Yes, diba? of you gotta do. You gotta make her happy, right? Yeah, right. Diba? She, she, uh, the 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 motivation and that very annoying push was her, and then I had, <laughs> and then and then I had I had I had my teammates, I had my friends, but Pero Champ was like one of the really, uh, like he was really like, bro. He he took me aside, like, bro, you really you really need to do this. I really think you're gonna be good at this. Then um and then another friend of ours, yeah, si Roda, his name is Roda King. And then um uh the one of the matchmakers ng, ng URCC, who's also a, he has this very radio DJ voice. His name is Alfred Gialogo. And then later on I, I chanced upon you guys, your school, and then you 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 kept answering all my questions, and I'm very appreciative of it. And I'll always keep asking questions. Oh, you better. You better. The moment you yes. stop asking questions, something's wrong already. Something's wrong already. All right. So, Noel Zarate, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for everything. And I just want to give a shout out also yes. to, to New Beast Broadcasting Academy, Batch 3 Pansit Hipon. Yes. You know who you are? Yes. Our batchmates. President Chiki Pablo, mm -hmm. Vice President Claudia Parayan, and all of you crazy guys. In batch three, I mean, I love you all. I miss you all. I miss you. Uh, let's stay safe uh, from uh, just stay home. Matatapos din to. Hindi hindi forever ito. But let's just stay safe and uh, you know just support each other whichever way we can. And then one day we're all gonna just come together and meet, and uh, it's gonna be a blast. Yeah. And then where can they find you, sir? Where can they find you? Your social media? Um, like, oh yeah, my social media is uh, my Instagram is Noel Zarate. My my Twitter account is uh, at Noel Zarate. And then I'm also on Facebook. There's a fan page there. There's a new piece page. I mean, it's everywhere. You just need mm -hmm. to look for it. Yeah, so Noel Zarate, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, and don't forget, okay, for those who want to to learn what we're doing. Newbies Broadcasting Academy, NBA. Yeah, that has also. a Facebook page and yes. an Instagram page yep. also, so you can visit that. Face, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, check out the program. Check out the alumni. And if you think that it's for you, this is the best place to to get smashed, basically, to get smashed. 
and then get get reborn. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you get smashed and then you get reborn. Okay. So yeah, yeah. That being said, that is what Coach Franco says. Bye bye. Coach Franco says would like to thank the following sponsors for making this episode possible. For the best quality gear for your jiu-jitsu training, get your stuff from Knots and Crosses. Order your items on their Facebook and Instagram pages. A Awon Coffee. For delicious, locally sourced beans for your daily brew. Get yours now on their Facebook and Instagram pages. Spelled A-W-O-N Coffee. Gatorade. Because nothing beats Gatorade. For the best DevTac Jiu-Jitsu training out there, check out the following chapters. DevTac Rockwell. DevTac Makati. DevTac Better Living. Book your classes on their Facebook and Instagram pages. Read news about the local martial arts scene here in the Philippines. Visit Local MMA on Facebook and listen to one of my favorite podcasts, Destroy MNL. The insights and lessons people share in my channel are inspirational, motivational, and life-changing. They have to be shared to help others achieve their dreams. Providing value to my community is my advocacy. My life is about making others get better. Please, help me make more podcast episodes, video tutorials, and sharing information about martial arts, self-defense, self-protection, education, different cultures through food and travel. Support this channel by clicking the link in the description box. Thank you for your support, and I will keep making content that matters. So that's it, guys. See you on the next episode.